my perspective is that I am a quarterback, and that's what I'm. That's what I think I'll be able to do long term. Uh, but I also want to be able to help this team out as much as I can. So I think that's where um, it's exciting to be able to have some opportunities, to be able to get on the field, special teams, and make some plays, and and try and you know be a difference maker. Some of the other quarterbacks are getting taken off the board, and then you start wondering, well, what's going on? Like, well, you know, what's being talked about and that sort of stuff. So you know, you end up just getting that call, and then everything's just like a weight off your shoulders and ended up having a couple of big wins, you know, beat Ohio State and felt that no one, everyone was doubting us. No one thought that we could, you know, no one thought we could beat Ohio State. Much Garrett's like, an Ohio State guy. Just yeah, I know. That, I remember uh, that game. That <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to keep throwing that out there. Yeah. But beat Ohio State. Now that I will. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. Mini camp is over. OTAs are over. But it ain't over for the rookies. No, they're still here. <laughs> the rookies and the podcast guys. That's right. They, they keep long hours, man. The rookies start early and end late. Yep. They get about, uh, I guess, four weeks off? Three, four weeks? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, so get, we took get, advantage. A free weekend before training camp. That's right, yeah. Long weekend. <laughs> we, we took advantage, and we got Trace McSorley, uh, our new quarterback out of Penn State, six-round pick. He's going to come in and join us. Uh, but before we get into that interview, Garrett, we're a little disappointed, quite frankly, mm-hmm. with the response or lack thereof that we got from our hot takes on summer beers. Mm-hmm. Some great suggestions, even though I couldn't remember mine in the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I eventually came back with them. But where, where, where's all the emails with beer and deliveries? Yeah, deliveries most importantly. More, more importantly... Uh, so yeah, we, we need to see those coming well, yeah, in at we, the we lounge lay, at ravens.nfl.net. Yeah, we, we lay out what we like, and one of the best parts, and one thing that we always like, is getting the emails from our listeners about your favorite suggestions, because I'm always down to try a new beer. So you send in your email to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net, and now all of a sudden I've got a new idea, a new something else to try. But if you don't send anything... It's true. We did get, we did get a little delivery, in-house delivery from Diamondback. Yes. Brewery. Yes. Have you had yours yet? I have not. I need to make sure that you don't take it. <laughs> oh, is it still in the mini fridge? I got to go check. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, we're going into summer mode, and uh, I'll, I'll share this little story from the, over the weekend. You know, I, I like to go outside, get some exercise, take the kiddo outside, uh, but for the second time in two months, Garrett, I have been pooped on by a bird <laughs> on my head. Is this, I understand this might be good luck. There are a lot of people that say that's good luck. Seems like pretty crappy luck. Well, it, yeah. To me. It's a good one. Thank it's you. Fun, it's funny you say that because <laughs> you brought that up and, uh, my wife also got pooped on by a bird. Christy got pooped on by a bird over the weekend. And she was saying, I don't know anyone else has been pooped on by a bird. And then you come in a day later and say, I got pooped on by a bird. Me and Christy go walking around the inner harbor. You're going to see a flock of birds <laughs> come following, us. following us. The first one was a hawk. I got my eyes on that sucker. The second one, I'm not sure. I think it was smaller. Okay, maybe pigeon. Maybe it was a pigeon. Yeah. All right, sterling. enough enough bird poop talk. Uh, let's get into <laughs> something that people actually want to listen to, and that is our interview uh, with quarterback Trace McSorley. All right, Trace. So we have to start off this interview by asking, did you bring any cupcakes or cookies from your mom? <laughs> right? No, I have not yet. Dude. I have not done that yet, no. <laughs> for the team or for us? 
for nobody. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? She just doesn't have the kitchen fired up yet? She doesn't have it fired up yet, and usually that starts like would start at least back at school during the season. So okay. um, we'll, we'll see what happens come, come the season. But, ha- yeah. Have any offensive linemen uh, picked up on that? Are they already... Kind of it hasn't been questions. brought up. No, not at all. Ooh, <laughs> I was right. waiting until it got brought up to see what happened. So who knows? Maybe after this, people hear about it and it'll get brought up now. The story, <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, basically, was it every game your mom would basically make cupcakes and treats yeah. and all stuff for yeah, offensive so linemen? Yeah, it started all the way back in high school. Uh, my wow. mom would do it. And in high school, it would just be like candy bars or something for the offensive line. Um, but then, you know, we went to college, my mom thought she had a stepper game up and, yeah, right. you know, guys are a little bit bigger. So she did like cupcakes and found like bakeries in town and stuff like that. She wouldn't necessarily make them on her own. She would just uh, find mm-hmm. bakeries and stuff like that, especially when we'd go on away games. Um, uh, she'd find something local out there to, to give, uh, to the offensive line. So they'd have that as snack the night before the game. Um, my mom just liked it cause she always wanted to give the O line tree. She felt like those guys don't get their names in the paper and all that stuff, but they're a huge part of the offense and success of the team. So she wanted to give those guys, like, make sure that they know that she appreciates them and that they're getting some love, too. Well, well it's smart, too, protecting because, her Exactly, son. exactly. Yeah, yeah, the bodyguards like, of her son. There's a little bit of that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> smart, smart. So I, I also did not know this in doing some research on you, that your actual name is not Trace, mm-hmm. that you are Richard McSorley Third. I am. Now... We have a lot of guys with Roman numerals in their names on this team. Mm-hmm. You got RG3, yep. Earl Thomas, Willie Sneed, Mark Ingram, Tony Jefferson. You could be a part of that crew. Mm-hmm. Just just toss it out there. You don't want <laughs> yeah. you don't want you don't want to do that. I've thought about it. I think kind of going by Trace, I think that kind of takes the place of the third. That's kind of how I got to be called Trace. Uh-huh. Um if I went by Richard or Rick or something like that, I probably would. Right. But because I go by Trace, I think feel like that kind of takes the place of the third. You. Um, but I've thought about it, and I know it would like look cool to have like the third on the back of the jersey. So that would be sick. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Maybe at some point, make decide or something. I don't really how'd, know. How'd you uh, get the name Trace? Uh, so I was I. I mean, I was born in late August, so a couple weeks old. Um, my dad was he's having would just be watching a football game. And they start talking about Trace Armstrong who was playing at the time, mm-hmm. and his name was is not Trace, but he's the third, so they called him Trace. Ah, so that's kind of where my dad got the idea. Um, and like my my mom liked it and enjoyed it, and since then I've been Trace. Yeah, nice. nice. Football's been kind of in the blood since since the beginning. So, oh yeah, uh, what's it like? You know, make the transition to the NFL. Like, how do you feel like it's going so far, and what's been uh, the biggest challenge? It's been good. I think uh, it's been awesome to have a lot of the veteran guys, guys like RG three and Lamar, that have gone through. Especially for me, um, guys that I could ask questions off and learn from right now, and kind of help with the transition. Uh, so it's been really cool, and then just getting to kind of bond with the you know rookies, like especially this time where it's just us in the building, mm-hmm. uh, being able to bond with those guys and start forming those bonds before we get into training camp and being around guys on the team, starting to work out and kind of get that kind of stuff with Steve under our belts. I think it's just uh, it's been a really good transition. I think you know we've, we've been helped out a lot as rookies by you know the the strength staff and coaches as far as how they've approached making sure that we're up to speed by the time we're ready to get on the field. Uh, so I think it's been really good and really helpful from everyone all around. I think everyone talks about like when you're making the move from college to the pros, especially at your position, the challenge that comes with that, whether mm-hmm. that's the playbook, whether that's earning the trust in the respective guys in the locker room. What has been the biggest thing that you've noticed about that? Is it Has it been exactly what you thought, completely different? What do you think so far? Um, I think it's been a little bit of both. I mean, there were definitely some surprises as far as getting in, you get the playbook and 
I remember like rookie mini camp, we got it the day we got here. And then the next day we had to go out and just execute <laughs> like we've been doing it. Um, so that was like a lot. I remember like me and Justice were in the hotel because he was my roommate. And we're just both in our playbook till like midnight that night. And mm-hmm. we're like, all right, we got to try and get some sleep before we get up the next morning. So we, but like the, those days was like, those were tough where we had to kind of figure it out on our own a little bit. Um, but since then, I think it was, it's been really helpful. Like all the veterans have been awesome. You know, like I said, RG3 and Lamar have been awesome, at least for me, helping me to to learn the playbook and kind of understand some of the things, like how they see things and, you know, what's their mind process as they get up to the line. I think that kind of stuff has really helped me uh, personally to be able to help the transition and, and be able to adjust to kind of the NFL lifestyle. So what was that first practice like when you had like several hours of playbook study <laughs> under your belt and you're expected to practice? Are you just like, it, it actually went pretty well. At? Yeah, it went, it went pretty well. I think, you know, a lot of guys, I think everyone pretty much on the entire you know team at that point had kind of done the same similar thing. So yeah. we got out there and we did have a few hours of meeting time in the morning where we were with the coaches to be able to, bounce any questions off but for the most part for going out there and executing the first practice I think um guys did pretty good I think that was one thing that was a big adjustment I know in college it you know it wouldn't have gone as smoothly as it probably did if that had been been the case um so I think a lot of guys just you can see how guys just treat treat it more as a profession as a job like this is this is it uh so I think guys were able to really just do a good job and practice went pretty smoothly that day how different is uh the Ravens NFL playbook compared to your Penn State playbook uh the terminology is completely different i think for me that was the hardest part just learning the language i mean the concepts are pretty similar to kind of what we did um it feel you know different things here and there obviously in a little bit you know reads a little bit different but um you know at the end of the day like i kind of went into like football is football uh, and there's only so much that can kind of change um but the terminology in the language was a lot different and that was the biggest thing is just learning how to speak the language of the ravens offense for right me. well one thing that's definitely different that I don't think you did any of at Penn State is you're doing some work fielding punts. Like mm. That is something that I don't have. A feeling you didn't do that too much yeah. at Penn State. What do you think of that? Uh, it's been fun. It's been a good transition. It's something that's a new challenge for me. Um, something that I hadn't really had never done. Uh, so it was something that interesting to be able to come in and learn um, and try and prove myself in a different way that I can be able to get on the field and make an impact. So uh, I think it, it's been a, a good transition. Been interesting. It's had its ups and downs. Obviously with you know the first couple of times doing it, but. Um, it's going well, and I think I'm just I'm looking forward to be able to come out and, and do anything that I can, uh, especially in that in the special teams aspect for the team. Uh, I want to prove myself there. I'm curious how that came about. Like, did Chris Horton, special teams coach, or Coach Harbaugh, or whoever it is, come to you and say, "Hey, have you ever done this? We think you have a potential to give us a shot." Like, mm-hmm. how did that whole conversation? And and then also. What was that first day like when you go out there? Because catching punts, like I honestly think that's one of the toughest jobs in the league. You mm-hmm. just got to stand out there, kind of on, yeah. on an island, and you know you're. And you, you know might you're get about to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to talk you out of it, but we're just no, saying. No, yeah. uh, how did it come about? And, and then what was that first day like? It it kind of came about when I came here on the pre-draft visit okay. um, for the local day, and we went and did the whole workout on the field with like quarterbacks, offense, and that sort of stuff. And then it kind of got brought up after. Was like, hey, we'd like to see if you see if you can do it. Would you be open to it? And I was, you know, yeah, I'd be open to it. So I went out there, caught a couple there. And then when I got here and started, you know, rookie minicamp and all that stuff, started continuing to do that kind of stuff at the beginning of practice. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a little bit different, but something that, you know, kind of it got brought up in the pre-draft process and something that I was open to. Obviously, you know, when I come in, end up being probably a backup and wanting to get on the field in some way. So I think, you know, kind of from my position and what I can do, the more I can do will help me to be able to get on the field. Do you like it? I mean, are- yeah. 
No, it's you cool. You got a little wiggle to you? <laughs> I, I got a little bit. Just trying to figure out catching the ball is the main thing. Um, <laughs> kind of at the end, just make sure you got the ball and then do what you can with it after that. So Yeah. Uh, uh, offensively, a lot of people have compared you to Taysom Hill and, mm-hmm. and the role that he had last year with the Saints. Is that kind of your understanding of the role that the coaches envision for you this season? Yeah, I think that's something that, you know, it's something that I can do. Um, and it's something that I think the coaches are kind of looking to explore a little bit if, you know, I can do that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think that's something that I can definitely have a role in on willing to you know kind of do whatever if they want me to be out there blocking punts. I think yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see Taysom block a couple. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that uh, we're looking into and something that I'm I'm actually kind of excited about being able to get some of those opportunities. Are you watching his film from last year to kind of pick up some stuff? Or I haven't really been watching film on him, just kind of more learning our playbook and <laughs> right. techniques and that kind of first stuff. things first. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. I remember when the Ravens drafted you and, and the Taysom Hill thing came up and you talked about doing some of this other stuff. But you also like made it pretty clear from the very start that you're a quarterback. And it reminded mm-hmm. me a little bit of Lamar last year in that sense. He has a lot of questions about, are you a quarterback? Mm-hmm. What are you? And you even talked about how the fact that last year, you remember him going through that process yeah. and he made those comments like, I'm a quarterback. And mm-hmm. you kind of admire that. Like, is that, um, have you guys talked about that at all? And is that, um, while you're doing these other things, how important is it also to show, like, I am also a quarterback? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, that's kind of very important for me. Obviously, when – and I kind of just try to approach it at wherever I'm at, just being 100% there. So, when gotcha. I'm in special teams meetings or we're out on the field doing special team stuff, I'm all in there and I'm completely focused there and I'm competing with the guys on special teams. Uh, but then when I get over to quarterback and on the offense, I'm competing with those guys, Lamar, RG3, and those guys to be able to be the best quarterback I can be. And from – my perspective is that I am a quarterback, and that's what I'm—that's what I think I'll be able to do long term. Uh, but I also want to be able to help this team out as much as I can. So I think that's where um, it's exciting to be able to have some opportunities, be able to get on the field, special teams, and make some plays, and and try and you know be a difference maker uh, if I can there. Uh, but kind of the same thing, I think you, you know, as a quarterback, you have to be a little bit stubborn in the fact that you got to wholeheartedly believe that that's what you can do. Um, and for me, I think and Lamar, I think that's the same kind of thing that we have. Like we both. You know, talking about him last yep. year and how he kind of approached it. He wanted to be able to get on the field anyway to, to make an impact and help the team. But I think his mindset in the back of his head was he was going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, I think that's something that you kind of have to have a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I mean, I think that looking at you out in practice, it's not like you're doing a bunch of tricky stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing the quarterback position, yeah. throwing the ball a lot and, mm-hmm. and throwing it well to my my eye, just my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, <laughs> what have coaches said to you about the way you've been been practicing yeah I think they've just they've been pretty complimentary and positive for the most part just trying to come in and and learn the offense and be as uh as seasoned as I can up to this point um as far as you know how I'm operating the offense getting guys lined up getting guys in the right place and and making good decisions I think I'm just trying to improve every single day um and it's it's a process it's something that it doesn't happen overnight and won't happen overnight but over time just trying to focus on getting but one percent better Every day, I think that's something that I focused on, and I've talked with you know Coach Urban a lot about just keep improving every day, keep you know like a you know stairs, just kind of keep getting there. Um, and I think you know for me, I've just tried to embrace that as much as possible. Right. So I, I do want to go back and talk about your background a little bit. I'm, I'm sure all the Penn State 
listeners out there, they already know all this stuff. <laughs> but for the Ravens fans who might not be Nittany Lions mm-hmm. themselves, uh, they might not. So uh, you went to high school in Ashburn, Virginia, yes, which is the home of the Redskins. That's where their yeah. headquarters are. So uh-huh. did you grow up a, a Redskins fan? I did grow up a Redskins fan. Okay. Uh, a lot of those guys were kind of in the area, so I you know see guys like that. My mom was a real estate agent, so she had some player, former players, <laughs> clients. So I kind of I did grow up as a Redskins fan. Yeah. Who was your favorite Redskins? I kind of I did like Lavar Arrington. The jump over the the he's also against Illinois at Penn State. Is that the one you're talking about? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, one yeah. where he jumped over. All, uh-huh. well, I don't remember what game it was, but yeah. it was a nasty Trace play. Trace knows. No, Trace knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who was your Redskin guy? Uh, growing up, Sean Taylor was Sean the guy Taylor. that I loved. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, so you led your high school team, Briar Woods, mm-hmm. to three, three Virginia State championships. That's not easy to do. Yep. Had a 55-5 and five <laughs> overall record in high school. I mean, just talk about what was the recruiting process like like for you i mean you had to have everybody kind of on on the scent right uh not really really uh, not so much how um, many more games you need to win to get some attention around they're here? like hey what those five losses <laughs> right talk yeah. to me about that um yeah i mean I, I was a well-recruited player out of high school um but a lot of people recruited me to play safety mm-hmm. especially at the division one level there were really only a handful of schools that recruited me to play quarterback and that's kind of what in the end ended up driving me to at the time commit to vanderbilt when Coach Franklin was there, right. was just uh, kind of his belief in recruiting me as a quarterback because at that time that's that's what I wanted to play. Um, I had been playing safety only for a couple of years in high school, um, so I think you know for me I I had always kind of had envisioned myself being a quarterback, and that's where I put in all the work. So I think I that's what I just wanted, and that's where I felt I was going to be successful at the next level. Um, so that's what kind of drove me to end up being you know committed to Vanderbilt, and then when Coach Franklin flipped over to Penn State. Uh, I ended up coming over there with him. Side note question, just a little off topic. So if the Ravens, if Wink came to you and said, yeah, let's check you out at safety a little bit. You know, you're doing the special teams thing. Let's check out you out at safety. What would you say to Wink? So hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. More you can do, right? All, exactly. three, all three phases, baby. Yeah. This guy's never going to come off the field. <laughs> so you go to Penn State, and then you start winning games as a sophomore, and you just have a huge season. Mm-hmm. Um you actually were on the Heisman ballot with Lamar that year. Like, it was it crazy thinking about that? Like, na- like, yeah, some people had you as high as two that year. Um, now you guys are on the same team. Was that mm-hmm. kind of a crazy year, 2016? Yeah, that year was, it definitely was a crazy year. It's kind of one of those that, especially when we started the year, no one, we, I don't think we were ranked in any of the top 25 or anything like that. Um, no one really thought we were going to be doing too much that year. And then, you know, we kind of started off two and two. We got blown out by Michigan. It was a little bit of a rough start to the season, and then we really just kind of turned it around and, and got hot at the right time. Ended up having a couple of big wins, you know, beat Ohio State, and uh, that kind of really just jump-started our season for the rest of the year and kind of rolled through everyone else. So uh, ended up winning the Big Ten Championship, um, and that was just kind of a great year all around. It was one of those things that no one really expected it, which made it that much more kind of cool to be a part of because mm-hmm. we always still had that underdog mentality, and everything that we did was that much sweeter because – we felt that no one, everyone was doubting us. No one thought that we could, you know, no one thought we could beat Ohio State, much less even compete for the Big Ten Championship or a New Year's Six Bowl game. And then we ended up, you know, playing in the Rose Bowl and winning the Big Ten Championship and all that kind of stuff. So Garrett's an Ohio State guy. Just yeah, I know. That, I remember oh. that game. That <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to keep throwing that out there. Yeah. But we beat Ohio State. We now Ohio that State. I will. <laughs> now I'll definitely throw out more. No, yeah. How, uh, but, how, did, how did your life change after that season? Like, you talk about you were mm-hmm. an underdog going into that year, and then yeah. like all of a sudden, kind of secrets out. 
Mm-hmm. Like, how did your life change on campus? Uh, also, nationally, there's a lot of attention on you. Did it feel completely different when you go into the 2017 season? Um, not really. I think the only thing that really changed were expectations. We're now higher uh, for us at the time. And especially after that year, we really didn't lose too many guys. We still were returning a lot of our production on the offensive side of the ball and even on defense. So expectations were just a lot higher uh, for our team at the time. So, uh, But I think as a team, we were able to handle that really well and kind of approach that that off season as, you know, we kind of got a taste of what we can be. Now we wanted to elevate and be better. Uh, so I think that's just kind of been the process that really we, we had gone through the last couple of years at Penn State was just the expectations have been higher. I mean, obviously some of the national attention started showing up around and, you know, start being recognized on campus a little bit more and that kind of stuff. But, you know, for me, I always just kind of try to focus on what was next and uh, just trying to approach, you know, now the expectations were there, having to meet those or exceed them. Cool. It, it, I mean, then your junior year, you, you put up very similar numbers mm-hmm. to your sophomore year, another great yeah. year. And then I think a lot of people for last year, the numbers kind of dipped a yeah. little bit, the completion percentage, the mm-hmm. touchdowns, all those things. Why why did they dip in, in your estimation? I think it was probably a mix of a couple of things. One, I think, you know, when they started to dip at the beginning of the year, personally, I think I kind of just tightened up and mm-hmm. tried to, you know, be 100% exact and, you know, things were going well. I just kind of just tightened up and wasn't out there playing loose like I was the last couple of years. Uh, right. So I think that was part of it. Um, we had had, you know, we like I said, in the 2017, we returned a lot of production. This last year, a lot of that production now was in the NFL. You, know, right. you got Saquon. Saquon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Deshaun Hamilton, Mike Kosicki, a lot of those guys that were, you know, top. I mean, Saeed Blacknall even was a guy that he was on, finished the year on the Raiders. I mean, a lot of guys that we had that on that team that year were ended up being on NFL rosters, and we had – a lot of you know young guys coming in having to step up in big roles. So I think um, when things didn't start clicking, I think a lot of guys um, started you know kind of get tightened tightened up, and uh, it, it wasn't going the way I think everyone kind of expected. So it was yeah. something that we all had to kind of adjust to and and prepare for, and end up you know trying to fix. And you know we had our games where we got to fix, and we had our games where we didn't. Um, so I think it was one of those things that for me personally, I was able to learn a lot from was. You know, when I'm out there playing loose and just flying around and, and seeing things and reacting, things are going really well. When I try and tighten up and, and be 100% exact and those kind of things are, is when things started to dip. So it was one of the things that personally I think, although it wasn't the greatest thing to go through, I didn't love it, I think I was able to get better from it. Yeah, it probably made you a better NFL player, stronger yeah. NFL player. Mm-hmm. So you had a ton of records at Penn State. Then, then take us to draft weekend. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm shocked that you lasted till the sixth round. Were you surprised? I mean, it seemed like a really emotional time, but were you surprised that you lasted till the sixth round? I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, I was hopeful that I'd be drafted as high as I as high as possible, um, but I really didn't know what was going to happen. I think I tried to not look at any of the kind of boards and that sort of stuff because. But it's, I, it's really hard know. not it's to. Hard. I gotta believe, like you have your friends texting you, parents. Yeah, that was the things where friends would be text me and and people would see something and send it to me and right. all that kind of stuff. So it was one of those things that. You just really didn't know. Obviously, like I said, I was hopeful that I'd be drafted as high as possible. And, um, you know, the competitor in you wants to be higher, uh, be drafted higher. But I ended up being in a great situation, in a great spot. So I think at the end of the day, it all worked out well. Uh, and it's it'll be good in the long run. How it, emotional was that yeah. moment? Like, we've seen the video. Mm-hmm. It, it clearly just seemed like the emotion started pouring out of yeah. you. Take us back to that as much as you can. Yeah, I mean, it was a long day. I think that day it started at <laughs> – noon and it's a long day for us so I can only yeah. imagine what it's like for you <laughs> so I was just sitting there on the couch watching for I don't even it felt like forever I don't even know how long it actually was in real time but it just felt like it just took forever um so it was just a long day and a lot of anticipation and then you can kind of start to see 
you know, some of the other quarterbacks are getting taken off the board, and then you start wondering, well, what's going on? Like, well, you know, what's being talked about and that sort of stuff. So um, it was just a ton of, like, anticipation and a lot of emotion. And, um, you know, you start to get, you know, a little bit nervous and, you know, wondering what's going to happen. You're trying to – you keep looking at your phone to see what's going on. You're talking to a bunch of people and – you know, you end up just getting that call and then everything's just like a weight off your shoulders. And um, it's something that you've been dreaming about and working since, you know, the time you were a kid. Uh, something that you always dreamt about was playing in the NFL, uh, especially, you know, being able to hear your name called at the draft. So I think it's one of those things that just a ton of emotion came out from not just myself, but, you know, my parents. And they've been with me on this journey the entire time. My entire family, grandparents and aunts and uncles were there. Um, a lot of people, my girlfriend was there. So it was just a, a ton of people that knew kind of what the journey and the process was from the time that I was, you know, started playing football at nine years old until now. So I think it was just really cool to kind of have everyone there and be able to experience it. What's what's the deal with your dad? I wasn't sure who the Ravens drafted. Your dad's <laughs> jacked. Yeah. Yeah, my dad, I, I mess him all the time. I say he's psycho about how he works out. I think at this point I don't know exactly what it's been, but there was a time uh, he goes, he works out of the gym every day. Yeah. Like literally every day. I think, my mom had started to keep track of it, mm-hmm. and when they celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary, I think there was 11 days where he hadn't worked out. Oh my god! In his since they've been married, since they'd been married. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. He's that's just like his thing. That's how he gets his day going, and he'll. You can definitely tell when he hasn't got his workout in, and at this point, my mom would be like, "Just go like work out," and because it like helps him to blow off steam and get away, and you'll start yeah. to get like irritated and kind of antsy. My mom was like, "Just go like downstairs and run or something." Like, <laughs> so I think it's one of those things that now it's just it's his routine, and he'll be up at you know he sometimes like early morning flights, so he'll get up at like two a.m. and go. Oh work gosh, out. God! Yeah, so does he try to wake you up for these early morning <laughs> workouts or what? I would when I was younger and kind of starting to get into it. I would you know get up with him in the morning, but then. Uh, not so much anymore. No, I, <laughs> like, I kind of got, I got my own schedule. <laughs> well, I, I got my own schedule, and yeah. you know, I think he understands that. Um, as long as he knows that I am working out, um, he's been able. It's cool. Uh, the days where I'll take an off day if I'm at home, I could yeah. definitely. He'll start to get like antsy and start. I'm like, Dad, this is my off day. Relax. Like right. I got this. <laughs> Eleven days in twenty years. That sounds like you, huh? Uh, yeah, exactly. Can't you tell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, did you have a feeling that the Ravens could be the team that that ultimately picks you because of the system, because of Lamar, and how it's a natural fit? If, mm-hmm. if Lamar were to go down, you know that you would be a good fit. Yeah, I think it was one of the teams that when we were looking through the teams that you know I might end up at, you know, the Ravens were definitely one that was always at the top. Um, this, you know, this system fit was right, but I think it was, you know, kind of the opportunities where I could come in and, and make a difference on, you know, some special teams and um, kind of with where really where the depth of the quarterback was at the time. Right. It was Lamar and RG, um, the only two guys in there. Um, so I think it was somewhere I felt like if it ended up getting down to free agency situation, and that's kind of how we were looking at as far as looking at fits. Um, this would have been a spot that I, I would have seriously looked at given the system fit. Um, depth was probably about right where I could come in, be able to get some reps at quarterback, but also try and prove myself if I'm coming in as a third quarterback that I can do some things in other areas as well. Right. So this sounds this is like the classic uh, post-college job interview question. What does it like this year look like for you? And then what does it look like for you five and ten years down the line? Like what is your yeah. NFL in your mind? Like what does that look like this season and then five and ten years from now? Yeah, I mean this season I want to – do anything I can to get on the field and sure. help the team. Um, whether if it's at the quarterback position, if you know I'm needed there, then that's what I want to be doing. Um, but if it's something where 
I'm just going to be a, a special teams guy or a backup guy. Then I just want to be able to come in and do whatever I can to get on the field and help this team, you know, reach the goals that they want to be at. Um, talk about five to ten years. Uh, it's a little bit hard to kind of exactly <laughs> plan out, but you know, eventually, I'll, I'll you know, as the competitor in me wants to be working my way up to be a starting quarterback in this league, um, and wherever that kind of may be. Um, but eventually, I think that's kind of the the goal is working to being a starting quarterback in this league and, and competing to win Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, and then and then twenty twenty five years down the line, he's taking our jobs because I understand that you took some classes in journalism. <laughs> took a couple. Yeah, this last <laughs> semester after I got my degree in business, I went back and decided because I was between the two, between business and journalism, when I uh, first got to college, got my degree in accounting, so on the business side, and then after that, I started looking at you know, did I want to do eighteen credits of master's accounting classes or go back and do a couple of the journalism classes that I was a little bit interested in and probably a little bit more interested in quite honestly when I got there so <laughs> I decided to go that route and, and I enjoyed it had some fun got to write a couple articles and do some stuff like that so it was cool nice. and masters or journalism classes are definitely easier than masters accounting classes that's oh, the that's for sure <laughs> that's especially going into my last year of football yeah, you know, one I, more semester I was you know, I was juggling it a little bit but I was like you know what I think I'd much rather enjoy doing the journalism side. Take, it from, take it from two journalism majors here. Neither of us are brain surgeons, so you made the right call there. <laughs> <at> the <end. laughs> well, and if, if uh, you keep, you know, busting on Garrett about Ohio State and beating Ohio State. You then, bring it up again? Then, then you can join the podcast anytime as a third member. Whenever you need someone to bust on Ohio State. Nice. So You're a guy. guy. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Trace. Appreciate yeah, it, bud. Definitely. Thanks so much. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys. it. Yep. All right. Well, good stuff from Trace. But I did remember that I forgot to ask my most important question. Or actually, it was make a request. My request was that at some point this year, if a trainer asked him, are you sore? He should say, yeah, I'm really McSorley. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm glad <laughs> you didn't say that. I'm glad you didn't try that because that's just terrible. <laughs> that would be a good I wouldn't one. even have given you a pity laugh to him. You just would have had to throw that out yeah, there. That, yeah, it would have been a gamble if he just like if it was just total crickets with him. Yeah. That could have been a little awkward. It would have been crickets. Frankie's giving me a little, uh, at least a smile over here. Yeah, that's a pity smile. That's a pity smile. <laughs> pity smile. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm excited about Trace. I, I think, like I said in the interview, and I wasn't just saying this to butter him up, I thought he, st- he threw the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked good out there. For a rookie quarterback to step in, he's with the third-team offense. means going against third-team defense, generally speaking. But I thought he made a lot of good throws and looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, the other thing I would say, too, with him – and this is what I told him actually right as we as he finished up is I like his attitude like I like the fact that he's he he recognizes the situation he knows that Lamar Jackson's the starting quarterback so he's not coming here and trying to beat Lamar Jackson out for the job but at the same time he is very clear that eventually he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and he's going to work to try to get to that point. And so he's trying to do everything he can to get on the field and make the team which is priority number 1 but ultimately he wants to move into a role where he's a starter at some point yep. in his career. And I like that he's open about that. Like, yeah. I, th- I think that's the right attitude to have. And, I mean, when you look at the, the guy's stats at Penn State. Yeah, the ridiculous okay. stats. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know, Alcorn State no. here. Okay, we're talking Penn State yeah, Big he, Ten football. He lit it up. He ended his career with the most passing yards in a single season in, in Penn State history, most passing touchdowns in a single season, most total yards of offense all time, and total touchdowns in a season. Yeah. At Penn State! Yeah, he lit it up. He lit it you up. You would think that that guy gets drafted in the first round, not the sixth. It's true. It's, I think it's a little bit of system. It's He falls victim to the size thing a little bit um, in terms of the prototypical size that NFL teams want. But look, he's in the NFL, so now he's got a chance to go and do it. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what he does. He's going to get a lot of reps in the preseason for sure. Um, it'll all be an opportunity to go prove himself. Definitely agree. Well, that's it for us this week. Uh, we are trying to nail down a pretty elite guest. What? You don't want me to? You don't want me to tease it? No, it's fine to tease it. But oh, elite. Yeah, I'm elite. not talking about Joe Flacco. It's not Joe Flacco. Not, when people okay. say when no. people say elite, that's like where, oh, automatically where someone's mind wow. goes. Wow, I've moved on from the elite debate. Here. Okay, you're obviously still there. Everyone was thinking it. No, <laughs> no, Frankie. No, yes. no, that was a no. <laughs> uh, so anyway, a really good guest next week. We're trying Great to guess. nail down, uh, and uh, then we're going on summer break for a week, but yep. we'll still have a pod for you. So make sure you keep it locked right here. And as always, hit us up with your emails at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Be back with you next week.